Hi, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning into this 27th episode of the Zoopcast. Uh, before the episode officially gets started, uh, we, you know, on behalf of Josh, Louie, and myself, uh, we just want to send our condolences to the Melnick family um, and his friends, uh, and, you know, specifically his two daughters, his partner, and his mother for uh, his passing last week. Obviously, we released an episode on the day that it happened, we didn't have time to react, so we just wanted to put that out now. Um, so once again, our condolences to the Melnick family, and we hope that everybody surrounding him is is doing all right. Hey guys, uh, welcome back to episode, we are at number 27 now of the Zoopcast. Yep. Um, yep. Don't think we have a ton to talk about today, but there were two pretty uh, pretty exciting games against the Wings. Um, I don't know uh, who wants to start off, but who, Adam, what were your thoughts on the, the first game at least? Well, you know, we're, I'm just looking at our, we have a little planner here, um, kind of talking about the notes that we go off of to, you know, have things to talk about for these. and. And what Louis has written in these notes is get sends to Detroit. And I think that that pretty much perfectly encapsulates how this little weekend home and home is gone. Uh, I'm going to be honest, obviously with everything that has happened in the last week, the vibes on sense Twitter have been, it's not, you know, they've, they've been a little dire and they needed this really, really badly, I think. Yeah. And that first game, I actually didn't get a chance to watch the game Friday night. I was, I watched, okay, I watched Morbius. I know this does not. Oh, yeah, God. Okay, I'm just going to say it. That is the worst movie I've ever seen in my <laughs> entire life. I'm There's nothing that is worse than it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know this is I'm not gonna, a movie podcast, but. I'm going to send you a movie that, that I watched, and you can, if you want, you can watch it and tell me if it's, like, way worse. We also saw Midsummer together, didn't you? Absolutely oh, I like that. that as well. Really? I, yeah, what do you mean? I'd say it. that one it. was more just in the weird category. It was good, but it was yeah. It was I feel good. like it was decent weird. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the movie Mother? No, I've heard of it. I haven't What's actually that? seen it though. Oh, worst movie I've ever seen. So, okay. Adam, if you want it to be, if you okay. want to be bored for two and a half hours, like, just let okay. me know. It sounds or fun. anyone listening. <laughs> Mother. Okay. So anyway, I saw Morbius. PSA: Don't watch that. Don't go. Spend That's literally that what I, I. We were talking about this before you yeah. went to go watch it, and I was like, "Wait, why are you going to go watch Morbius?" I I, it was really funny. I remember I, we were playing Rocket League, we were playing video games, and I go, "I'm going to watch Morbius," and you're like, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh <laughs> Jesus, really? <laughs> Is that bad?" Anyway, um, I saw Morbius instead of watching Matt Sogard get his. First I was at win. the 67 game instead, so I, I was still able to tune in here and there. So I, I still saw the, the entire Joseph thing. <laughs> nice. So there you go. Like we have all three. All three stages of interest in that Friday game on this podcast. But anyway, um, what I missed by seeing Morbius was uh, Matthew Joseph Hattrick. Wow, that's that's pretty sick. It's awesome. Mad Sogard gets a win. It seems like he played well. He's he's definitely big, and from Denmark, that's for sure. I know those two things about Mad Sogard. Um, so I mean, yeah, uh, Josh, you seem to have watched that whole game. What were your main takeaways besides the 
big headlining hat trick and first win. Oh uh, well, yeah. Well, actually, about Sogard, I thought he was like he played decent. Um, the the first goal against, I'm pretty sure you guys probably saw it, like the way yeah. it kind of just squeaked through. Yeah. I don't even think it was that bad of a goal. I think if that just beat him clean, nobody would have made a big deal of it. It's because it like slowly trickled through and wasn't covered. Like I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like if it just went straight through, people would be like, "Oh, it's a goal against." But yeah. Because you got a piece of it, people were like, "Oh my god, he should have had that." Right. I don't know. Um, but yeah, he was kind of. I think he was just nervous a bit. He was bobbling pucks, especially with his glove. He was kind of like a blocker, like it was bouncing off it. But he was cut. He he moved really well, and like I mean, he just goes in the butterfly and he covers the entire bottom of the net. So it's not too hard to get side to side. And then on top of that, yeah, Joseph played really well. He's been so good. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about him more again today because he had three more assists in the second game. Yep. But I think my main takeaway, which I said after the first game and doubled down on it after the second game, is the Sens are better than the Wings. And that's mm-hmm. not like a high bar. I just, I've thought it for a little bit now that the Wings are like a pretty bad team. But like watching the Sens without their best defenseman by far, like outplay the Wings twice, mm-hmm. I feel like it's pretty safe to say that the Sens are a better team than the wings. So that probably puts, like I, I tweeted this out the other day, like the Sens are probably the fifth best team, but there's like a 25 point gap between them and the next team. So it's <laughs> right. still like monumental. I think it's one thing, it's a good point that you touch on because at the beginning of the season, like people might remember that the wings were like friggin' ripping off the start. Like mm-hmm. they had a great start to the year. And then everybody was like, oh wow, like look at their rebuild. Like it's done already. Like, look at Stevie Wise, wizard. And I, I mean, I'm not doubting that they have like really good pieces there. They do like Raymond is unreal. Cider's really good, but I think they've come down to earth a little bit lately over the past couple weeks or months. (laughs) And man, like that was pretty decisive, really. Like both of those games from what I saw, like even today, like they really were all over them for the most part of this game. I thought I was there. Um, Great atmosphere at the CTC, by the way. Great crowd. Um, DJ Prosper. DJ Prosper was bumping. He had a great set. D- Spart- okay, Sparty's birthday. Okay, we need to talk about this for a little <laughs> yeah, bit. I saw no, that. No, so stop. true. Okay, so no, true. No, no, no. Stop. Here's the thing. Sparty's birthday, right? Great. Okay. Who's there? Belly is there. The Belleville Sens mascot. I get Which that. It's in the org. That's pretty reasonable. He's there. He's his friend. Uh, Yuppie is there. The Montreal Canadiens mascot, Yuppie, is there. At first, I was like, okay, that's a rival team. But also, he's pretty famous, Yuppie, from what I understand. It's pretty close. Pretty close, yes. Yeah, just bus mm. right down the 417. Yuppie took the, the bus, I'm sure, and then got it in, and he's good. And then there's a fourth guy there. And I'm looking – I'm trying to see it on the, on, the, on the Molson fan deck or whatever. I'm, like, across the stadium. I'm like, who is that? This green monstrosity is standing next to Yuppie. Is that the Dallas Stars mascot? Victor Why e. is Green, Dallas yes. Victor E. Green is at Sparty's birthday live in person. Why is Victor E. Green there? The Dallas Stars have not played in Ottawa. They're in, in Seattle a- tonight. They're like, in Seattle, what- the furthest possible place from Ottawa. And Victor E. Green is like, screw you guys in Seattle. I'm going to Sparta Cat's birthday in an afternoon game between Ottawa and Detroit in Canada. And I want to say, going on? it's not even Sparty's birthday. That's in October. Yeah. Somebody check this. It's in October. So <laughs> Twitter, I don't know what Twitter. this is. I do. I feel like it could just be because like <laughs> the stars haven't been at home for over a week now. Like they've been on the road. Oh so maybe they just didn't need the gear. So they shipped it off to Ottawa. <laughs> got, got like the backup Sparty to put on the Victor E. Green mascot. And we're like, okay, yeah. this is the only mascot we could get. I was, I was 
kind of thinking to myself, like, what if this, like, what if the Sens sent out like a mass email to every team? Like, they're like, hey man, it's like it's Sparty's birthday. Like, you guys should all, your mascots should all come. And the only people that said yes were Montreal and Dallas. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, that's a little sad. And then they did like a video thing in the in the intermission or on a commercial break when some of the other mascots would like hold up signs like happy birthday Sparty. They got gritty. Gritty was there Beautiful. on the TV. He was. He said, "Great pass from the All Star game." Yeah, because I would say they had an incredible uh, yeah, he said, play for the mascot All Star game. Yeah, he it was there. The shark, Sharky, was there. The San Jose SJ mascot. Sharky, yeah. And uh, the the Blackhawks mascot was there. I don't know his name. Tomahawk. Tommy Hawk. Tommy Hawk. Tommy Hawk was there. I think there might have been another one, but anyway. Oh, the Vancouver Vancouver Orca. I don't Finn. know his name. Finn. Okay. Dude, I'm you putting my like five year old mascot knowledge to good use <laughs> yeah. here. So, uh, so I hope Sparty had a good birthday. Victory Green. I could not get over that the whole friggin' game. I was like, why is he here, man? They like, they, they it's not just, ice. it's not just you see it and then you have to think, wait, why is he here? It's he's some big, bright green <laughs> yes, thing. Fit in. Just there. doesn't fit in at all. Like, at least with UP, he's got like a red sweater on his Habs jersey, but it's red, so it fits in. And he's a little orange, so it's not like Sparty's a bit orange. Belly. I don't know he's what a thing. is. He's a thing. He exists. He's, <laughs> he's an entity. Hockey stick uh, ears or whatever the hell he's got going there. Anyway, he he was he existed there. And then Victory Green is just chilling. He must have felt so out of place, that guy. I feel bad for him a little bit. But uh, but either way, um, Sparty had a good birthday because the Sens dismantled Detroit once again. Uh, 5-2. I think, was it 5-2 uh, for a second straight game? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So they outscore the Wings 10-4. On the weekend which sounds pretty good i guess um yeah i was there great 16 i think sixteen thousand in attendance yeah, tonight great, really good crowd good atmosphere very fun game um how about josh norris man that guy is unreal he really is he's like it's ridiculous I mean, that he, it took him this long to get a hat trick compared to all the other guys like this is the sixth different guy to get a hat trick for the sens this year what? You Crazy, think he'd be it? one of the first? Name them all. Name them all. All right. Chuck, Batherson, Sanford, Ennis, Joseph were the ones before him. There you go. That's pretty. I thought. That I was think in that order, order too. No. <laughs> uh, before I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, yes, he scores a hat trick and it's great. Um, Matthew Joseph, we touched on that three assists. He's been really, really good. Like you're just watching him. I'm. I don't know his his uh, micro stats or anything, but just watching him, like he's so quick. He's very good on the forecheck. Um, mm-hmm. Excellent on the penalty kill today, I thought. Matthew Joseph was excellent on the penalty kill today. He makes plays, man. He, that's that's really, I mean, I know Nick Paul. I love Nick Paul. Everybody still loves Nick Paul. But that is a heck of a return from Dorian. It seems I, like early dividends for Joseph. I don't know if you guys agree. I would say Joseph so far has looked like a better player than Nick Paul. Oh, like, yeah, I, I definitely. But so I, the way I think I said this, Adam, I think you may have seen it. I, I was saying like, I think Paul works better for Tampa because yeah. they need like you just need a guy who can fit in the bottom six. Whereas Joseph's doing well with actual line mates, which he didn't really have the opportunity in Tampa because they had six really good forwards. Right. Whereas now he's getting a chance with some. I mean, he was getting some fourth line shifts, which was brutal, like with Gambrell and Watson. <laughs> yeah. But when he was like well, with the better guys, he's doing well. To be fair, I think Ennis. That's partially because Ennis was injured and out, so they yeah. were just swapping a yeah. bunch of guys. Um, but we know DJ. The lines are never the same for an entire game. I that's know, just it's... a little too much to yeah. ask for. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's the other thing we could touch on. Tough bounce for Ennis. He's been. I like watching Tyler Ennis play hockey. He took a tough. It's a shoulder thing, I think. It was a bad because, hit. of course, it is. Like yeah, seriously. 
Yeah, it was very unlucky. That was in his 700th game, I think. 700th yes. game. Um, it was funny, I think. In the, so in the, I don't know if you watched the helmet video today, but yes, DJ Smith doing exciting in the video, by the way. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, okay. Um, DJ Smith doing a speech, and he goes, "Oh, 700 for Enzo." And then he goes, "Tell yo Enzo, come out here, show us your shoulder." <laughs> and then the camera, I'm everyone wait for like the camera to pan, and it just does not pan. And I'm like, "Oh, I might." must be kind of bad then <laughs> they're coming out and just says that but anyway i thought that was kind of funny i hope uh hopefully tyler ennis is okay i think also in that game i believe who was it formanton went out for a bit he took yes. an intro like a yeah. weird like errant knee from connor brown on like a hit from anyway um he was back and he looked okay so hopefully nothing it, it was in those there. boards again too man and it's just yeah the corner that is a deadly oh, corner oh tough mouse. absolutely atrocious but yeah he came out which was good Yes, that was good. Zub scores. Zub scores. Brutal and, goal, but uh, well, brutal goal, but who cares? I got to do the Zub chant when uh, Tra- yeah. Jonathan Trot, awesome. APA announcer, was awesome. Um, his family was there it. today, eh? Like his yeah, wife his and, mom and, and, and wife. child. Yeah. Zub. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no shot. In the that's 100s, great. I think. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Well, that, that's really nice. Apparently, I, I... his kid slept through the goal, but you know, he's nine months no old, so way. I, I did don't. You, think... Did he actually? Yeah. Well, that was like the Russian to English translation. That's what it said yeah, on exactly. Instagram. On Instagram. It's on her story if you look up um, Zub's wife's. I think it's Zub's wife. Or his I don't mom. know Zub's sure. wife's name, wife, but anyway. Yeah. We'll, get in. we'll get in that later. Um, yeah. Zub scores. The Zub chat is, is so good. Like, it get, like the it's, building. It's time, awesome. It's great. Like, everybody's doing it. It's, like, unifying. Zub brings people together. We tweeted this the other day. When They can, they can extend them on July 1st, right? Technically. Yeah. Well, because he still has not... a contract, but they can. <laughs> yeah, let's one Give step him at a time. eight years, man. One step at a time. Blank check, eight years. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, <laughs> he just does. He puts he sells in like all the tickets. one. <laughs> just puts in the the number one dollar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be Zub. Is that taxable? I'm not sure. Uh, but anyway, uh, Zub scores. Vibes were great tonight. Really, just overall unreal game. Um, so in the helmet video, Louie obviously touched on Alec or Angus Crookshank being in the helmet video. Jake Sanderson was in the helmet video today. Uh, Jake Sanderson was giving the boys high fives when they came in. And so I didn't watch the broadcast. Did they show him in the, in the press box with the injured guys? I didn't see it. I could have missed it, but I didn't see it. I feel like, like... someone on Twitter would have said something. I didn't see that. Either. Yeah. The only thing I saw on Twitter was, uh, What's her name? I think Shane Pinto Pinto being just finding the the guys in the press box and then getting a picture with Pinto again and one with Sanderson too. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but that's cool. That's a you know what for so that I'm gonna assume that's Sanderson's first game that he's watched here, right? Yeah, because they that's were all on the road game. since like Nashville. That's yeah, a great first game for him to watch. Pack Barn, we win. Norris hat trick. Good Zoop vibes. Scores. Zoop scores. You know, he's like, oh man, this is their best defenseman. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> Kid's unreal. Um, so we like to we like to have fun on this podcast. We're a big fan of fun. Um, Louis has got deemed the kind of it's not a consensus name, but the temporary name for the injured scratched sends that we see in the box is the press box boys, which is respectable. It's okay. Yeah, I literally just the most temporary name sure. you can think of, basically. Yeah, that's all right. Does the job. What's a better name for that? There's got to be a good one, right? Just the Press fact that they're, boys? like, all injured pretty much all the time. Does that have to play into it? 
I don't know. Well, who's there right now? It's Sanderson, Pinto, Crookshank. Shabbat. How dare you forget him? He's okay. literally been there Just all calm year. Calm yourself. Calm yourself. Crookshank, Shabbat. Is yeah. that all, that it right now? Uh, well, I mean, Mete. Chris Tierney. Chris Tierney was there. Chris Tierney was there. Tierney, Can't forget Chris yeah. Tierney. Pinto? Yeah, I said yeah. that. Met, Mete's okay. right. Yeah, Mete's good. So that's yeah. six guys. Could be the uh, well, Scott Sabrina is in the HR. No, he is not up there. <laughs> yeah. Sabrina was up there for a while, though. I feel like it's true. Yeah, we saw him. He was there a couple of pictures. We'll have to find a know. good. We'll put. We'll 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 tweet that. We'll tweet yeah. a poll, or like a like a just a question. Get Open question. It. Yeah. Yeah. We need a better name than Press Box Boys. We it deserves a better name. I think. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Do we know wait. like where that press box is? Like, is it no. like hundred level, two hundred level, three hundred? I think it's it would be weird. Now. It would be weird if it was in the hundreds. They had swarmed, right? Yeah. Like, sure. I think when there was no fans, it was in the hundreds. They were just sitting in the hundreds, or when it was reduced capacity, maybe. But now that I mean, with that crowd, no way. Got to be up top. Mm-hmm. I didn't see him for what it's worth, but anyway, I think one thing actually that's worth talking about is that Chris Tierney has been scratched in back-to-back games now, right? And look what's happened. Look what's happened. Well, well that, but also <laughs> like, four. so we know that we can assume that they tried to trade Tierney at the deadline, right? Like that's yeah. a consensus and nobody took him. Nobody wanted Chris Tierney on their team and now they're not playing him. So I think it's safe to say he's not getting re-signed in the summer. Oh, I, I think that's foregone that's conclusion. Been, I think right. That's done. been a yeah. foregone conclusion. Do you think he's going to get an NHL job next year? Chris Tierney? Yeah. He probably really? will. Yeah, Just I mean, like, <laughs> well, but yeah, but nobody, nobody traded for him at the deadline. Yeah, well, they part were of it is also sh- what's his cap hit right now? Yeah, I, I, yeah. two and a half mil. Fair. So you can get him on the, him under a, yeah, or a million, whatever. I mean, he, people think of him as a defensive player, and he has 17 points in 58 games, which is not good. But if you get a 25 point fourth line regarded as defensive center. And people like teams will get that, even if it's like as a 13th forward. Like, I don't think he'll be out of the league, he just no. won't be like, like his first two seasons in Ottawa were quite good. He made what, like yeah. almost 50 points in his first, first year. year, was great, yeah, yeah. And then he's kind of just fallen off a cliff. Like, yeah, he's been on the third line, but he's deserved to be on the third line or even yeah. like lower. I, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm quite excited for the Chris Tierney tribute video whenever that is next year. I'm sure they'll have a lot of moments to pick from. Um, Apparently he hates it. I don't know if you guys saw this. That like, basically he was hoping he got drafted by Seattle in the expansion draft. Like he just hates it in Ottawa. Oh really? And, really? Yeah. Who so said that? Like, I saw it on Twitter. I could find it. Um, it was funny. I think it was like a, someone basically quoted another an insider who said it. I can't exactly remember who it was because it was last week. But it's just funny to me. Like he doesn't want to be in Ottawa, but I don't think he's in the top twelve forwards of any contender. So it's like. How could it really get Arizona, better for you? Arizona's got I said contender. Weather. Well, yeah, I know, but I mean, like, oh, for non-contenders. Yes. But probably a better place to, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that might be this. I mean, take it in. We might not see Chris Tierney again in a sense jersey. He might not play this year. I guess wow. with, with Ennis out, maybe he comes back in, but. That's true. Stands. Yeah. We'll see. Unless they play Sanderson at forward. Oh, boy. <laughs> Never know. Never know. Um, but, yeah, so that's. Uh, Today kind of concluded this nice little week weekend back to back with the Red Wings, two decisive victories. So do you think Sogar? So okay, here's we'll go back to Sogard for a sec because we touched on it and we didn't talk a lot about it. Belleville 
is going is trying to make the playoffs right now. I don't think they're in. I think they have like a fifty percent chance or something. We talked about yeah, they're close. Like we talked about they're this close. last episode. They're it's it's coming down to the wire. Yeah. So we made this mistake last episode with Jake Sanderson. Let's yes. try to do this properly. Can Mad Sogard get sent down to the AHL? by the Sens and play in the playoffs. Yeah. 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 He was down. Yes, he was down 100%. at the trade deadline. Right. He was down at the trade deadline. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So do you keep him up the rest of the year or do you send him down early and bring up Gustafson to get him reps behind Forsberg? I'd keep him up. I mean, I don't know how many back-to-backs they have the rest of the way. You know what? Like a dozen games left now almost. Maybe 13. Well, but it's, it's not really about back-to-backs. It's more like you're not, you're going to assume that. So Anton Forsberg is not going to play all the rest of the games. Like, what is there, 15 games left or something? 14? Do you think Anton Forsberg is going to play the last, all the last 14 games of the season? No, obviously no. not. No. I so who do you want? Like, who's getting the reps so is what I'm saying. Yeah. At this Wait. point, like, uh, yeah. Maybe they'll, they'll give Sogard two more and then Gustafson two more or something like that. I don't know. I wouldn't even mind if they gave Sogard slash Gustafson more games than Forsberg the rest of the way. Yeah. But I don't think they will. They, well, they, they just resigned him. And, yeah. Yeah. So even though the season's over, I don't think they're just going to be like, no, like we don't want you to play for the That's last fair. couple of games. I think he's, he's yeah. earned it too, Forsberg. He's earned the starts. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. He's been great in the last little bit. But I, yeah, I do think that they'll send down Sogart because isn't Gus on a one way next year? He is. So yeah. they might want him to get like a little, once he refines his stride or whatever the hell in the, in the AHL, they might call him up for the yeah. end of the season to kind of just get him ready for beginning of next year i could totally well, see that happen it's gonna be interesting actually what they do so next year right gustafson's on a one-way you assume that he's the backup to forsberg i don't i really don't know what's happening with murray i don't know we could talk about that a bit after but oh, let's, yeah. so let's say this next year goes runs its course gustafson is the backup and forsberg and they you know doesn't really matter about playoffs or whatever let's just say the season runs its course then so now all of a sudden gustafson needs a new contract and Matt Sogard is this is going to be his what third season or parts of third season next year in the AHL. Do you bring like then what do you do? Then all of a sudden you have a bit of a of a conflict there because then Marilyn is going to need to come up. Mandalese is still here. You have a lot of goalies. So do you bring like is Gustafson gone after next year or do you think they keep him around or do they bring Sogard up to be the backup? Like I think there's a lot of stuff. It's a bit of a fork on the road for goaltending next summer. It kind of seems. Well, that's why I think there were some rumors, right? This year about them possibly moving Gustafson in the offseason, yeah. depending on how things shake out with Forsberg. And he signed a, I mean, I would obviously not long-term, but still three years is Term. pretty big considering his track record and just goalies in general. So I, I don't even, I don't think I'd be even surprised if something happened this summer. Mm-hmm. With Gustafson? Yeah, well, just because of what's been reported I think so far. Tra- I think Murray is going to be gone, if I'm being honest. Like, well, where, the, Arizona? I, I'm not, I don't know. But no, like, like, have you guys not seen things on Twitter, people saying, like, there's a possibility that Matt Murray is not actually injured right now. He's kind of just doesn't even want to play for the team. Like, well, yeah, I mean, they, we've had rumors like, of, yeah, stuff like you that. You know what? Yeah. It's a good point. I'm not going to say it's, it's fact. But, okay, but here's the thing, right? Who's in the, we, we've talked about this 10 minutes ago. Who is in the press box? For the scratches, Matt Murray. Have anyone seen him there? I don't. Even when he was injured earlier, I don't think he was. No, he's never. He's he never. Been, that's a great point. Yeah. That's he's, a great. You know point. what? Like it sounds stupid, 
but it's like that has to mean something like he just genuinely does not want to be yeah. there it seems i'm not i don't want to make assumptions but going off of the evidence that is presented to me at this current time based on the press box boys name pending yes. matt murray is a no-show it seems at you know hanging out with the team like it seems like he's not really part of the team right now like he's just doing his own thing at home has he spoken to the i mean i guess he hasn't spoken to the media since he's been, last played like he's been totally a wall has anyone seen him at practice like i don't even think any nobody's not practicing i i don't know i i agree with josh actually i think matt murray the matt murray experiment might come to an end um this summer i'd be really interested to see what that trade is going to look like i would assume i can't assume there's that many takers for him just based on the track record well maybe if you attach lights of then it'll be closer well track record <laughs> a lot of gems are just going to look at two stanley cups right true that's a fair that's point. he had a yeah. he didn't play terribly this year's a nine no. six. and it was at like 9 20 up until the last two games yeah mm. they had so, a great stretch in january remember he was like going at like a 9 30 in like a few games like a 9 35 a couple shutouts yeah He's doing well. It's it's weird, like that Forsberg extension. Just if the plan is to move on from Murray, let's say, then you have uh, Forsberg and Gustafson next year because Gustafson's on the one way. That three-year extension just seems weird because I don't think they're going to want to let Sogard in the be in the AHL for three more seasons, right? That's mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So but that's why I say maybe what if they gave him a two-year deal, yeah. if he had a two-year deal, it's like okay, the deal expires, then Sogard can come up because he's twenty-three by then. Right now, you're waiting till he's like. Well, like he's 24, right? Like, well, the not thing that it's that, a huge deal. It's goalies. The, another ripple for me is the fact that they brought up Sogard this early. Like, he's played uh, the equivalent essentially of one full year in the AHL, right? That's it. And now he's already up getting, you know, starts at the end of this year. So you got to think he's on their radar to like be up here at some point relatively soon. You'd think. Like, maybe next year he's the first call up when there's, you know, if there's an injury, yeah. Yeah, he's probably the first call-up. And then the year after that, Gustafson's out of a contract. And then you say, oh, he's probably the backup now to Forsberg. And then when mm-hmm. Forsberg's contract expires, maybe Sogard is the starter. Maybe that's their plan. I don't know. It's just, it seems like there's a lot of goalies right now. Like, does Gustafson have a place after his contract year is done? Yeah. I don't know. Something I, yeah, it's super foggy right now. It's hard to tell what they're really going to do, but there's going to have to be something. We'll, we'll put a pull out or something to see what people think will happen we like polls yeah driving up the engagement why not we're great at marketing here (laughs) all right well we've talked about this uh one ottawa hockey team this episode and uh believe it or not there's another one the 67s uh the ottawa 67s had just clinched a playoff spot today uh which is very exciting uh louis is kind of our in-house Ottawa 67's expert. Um, so maybe you could talk a bit about what the uh, this end of the season is going to look like for them and, and what the playoffs, what the matchups might be. Not bad weekend, honestly. Not a, obviously, aside from just the usual, just clinching the playoffs, which is always hype. But hey, we finally beat the Steelheads. This I don't know why, but Mississauga has been just a thorn on our side for the last three years. Even when we had super teams going, mm-hmm. like pre-pandemic, we just couldn't beat Mississauga. It was so frustrating, but, you know, massive barn burn. It just kept going back and forth and back and forth, partially, you know, because the goalies were not really on top of their games. Um, but, you know, that happens. happens. Um, and one of the better parts of that, that game is Luca Pinelli continuing to absolutely torch it. Like he, 
he's been probably my favorite rookie this year and he's just been so fun to watch he's finally getting first line minutes with um jack beck who's back from injury who's been back from injury i guess he's finding his footing more now and vincennes roar who's fresh off the uh the top prospects game a couple weeks ago right. right well roar is interesting right because the you know the 67s are no stranger to austrian born very good players marco rossi was there for a while first round pick of minnesota uh, where do you th- Rohrer, I believe it is his draft year this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Where is he, if you had to peg in a completely non-biased way, if you had to <laughs> peg where Vincennes Rohrer would get drafted this year, what are you thinking? Probably third round, I think. Uh, like, he doesn't he's have... A, a, he's almost in next year, eh? Like, if he was six days younger... Yeah, well, that's the thing. He's super be, young. He's, I think he's, like, yeah. September 9th birthday or something, yeah. which is right before the cutoff. Yeah. And... He doesn't have the most insane production, but part of that is just because the set, the 67s were so, they were in such a drought just in the middle of the season in terms of everything. Like they popped off at the start, were on the, uh, the CHL top 10 teams list, and right. then just the injuries just wouldn't stop. And it got to a point where we were missing our first, like our almost entire top six. And Roar was one of the only guys who wasn't getting injured. So the production kind of stagnated there through no fault of his own, but I mean, he's still got like 45 points. He's wow. He's got as many goals as he has as assists. That's kind of crazy anyway. Um, but yeah, so it's still 45 points in 60 games, not really too bad and pretty solid transition threat both ways, respond, pretty responsible. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind us picking him around the third round. I think that's kind of around where he'll go and he's been doing much better lately. Um, again, with Penelli. With Beck. Yeah, it's true. They have two thirds. I think they might be spread out to the two thirds. Like might be one high mm. and one low. Yeah. Well, it's the Sens and Boston's. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that, that, this, would, can be. this would prove my point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. Uh, so 15 points in the last 16 games. Not bad it's pretty good. at all. It's pretty we good. Will, we will definitely have a more in depth draft. Like, talk, yes. This is not our best work. <laughs> yeah. We will have a very, like, I think Louis and I will come up with with possible picks for they have they have nine picks right now or ten pretty much like what we did last year I guess yeah that was I our first that... episode eh, last year <laughs> yeah. oh man yeah. that's a full circle moment when we get asked to do that holy crap so God. come up with guys early I mean there's gonna be a top ten pick in there like almost hundred percent unless they trade it and then some guys or they later, pop like off three hey, they're not out of the playoffs what is the score in the, the Minnesota Washington yet. game. That's yep, what check that. This is huge. It's three they are still... Minnesota. Oh, yes! we're in, man. We're in. We're in. We're in. We're in. You can play on the parade. You we're, 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 only, uh, who are we playing round one? Twenty-eight points back. Fourteen games left. So <laughs> yeah. you play Florida, I guess. and then you play Florida. 14. We can we, handle Florida. We can beat. We beat Florida this year. Florida like, or Carolina? Eight two. Eight two. We can beat both. The, we beat both those teams. We can make the friggin'. We can Anyways, the Sens um, are in twenty seventh. So if they were to not okay. move back. They would draft sixth. That's gonna be interesting. That's like a there's not this draft. I mean, we'll get more into it later. We're kind of going on a tangent. Don't spoil it. Don't do. spoil it. But yeah, there's some gonna be some interesting names. And uh quickly before we end the episode, Louis, I think this specific player is worth pointing out. Uh Ottawa Senators fans are very familiar with a specific player named Brady, who <laughs> is a bit of a a shithouser and a bit of a, a bit of a hair. pest. Yeah, with long hair. Uh, there appears to be another Brady on a different Ottawa hockey team who may or may not be a carbon copy clone of this Brady. 
if you care to expand on that a little bit. It's kind of freaky how similar they are. Like, even just looking at them, like, on the ice, like, just a quick glance, just, like, with helmet on, you're like, is that is, is that Brady Kachuk? But no, literally, like, it's, like, the similarities are are kind of frightening. But I do feel like putting apart, you know, the general, like, shit-eating grin that he has always on his face and just he loves to just stir stuff up after the whistle. Like, he's got, I feel like more of his game is skill focused just in terms of not perfect quality like quality comparison between the two but just um in terms of proportion of his game like he's got so much sneaky speed and he's a pretty underrated playmaker and i wouldn't be surprised if he kind of pops off a little more even next year because he was he was a second round pick by the 67s i think two years yeah. ago yep I, I remember when we drafted him i think we were watching that draft together weren't we we were yeah in your basement i believe that would make sense. Yes. Very, very um, strange times. Yeah. That was like right before the pandemic or something. Yeah. Anyway, point is, yeah, Stonehouse, I, that's totally a guy I could see the Sens drafting. He's a Sens um, player. Totally. He really he is. Thing. And with, with all the connections they love to have, yeah, even true. though this is like a, a completely fake one and fabricated connection, I wouldn't be surprised and he would not be drafting him. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's playing. Um, hey, he's probably friends with Tyler Boucher now. Joe's so gonna there ask you go. Louis. You've been watching. Thoughts. I mean, they're line mates, so. Tyler Boucher, thoughts? Maybe. Yeah. Um, I. <laughs> his shot has actually surprised me a decent amount. Like, there you go. Like, well, not in a not good just, way. Yeah, 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 no, 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 in a, in, a, in a good way. Um, and obviously he's had a little more production more recently, but yes, would like there to see go. a little more from him. But I love just... how it took us like 20 minutes to get into the only sense prospect on the team. <laughs> yeah, Tyler Boucher's playing for the 67s, by the way. Um, and obviously Louis talking, talking at length about uh, Brady Stonehouse. For those who didn't catch it, Brady Stonehouse for the 67s. Um, and uh, I do believe we're going to leave it there for today. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in and watching. And hopefully you caught some of the sensing of the Detroit Red Wings this past weekend because it was very much worth a watch. Got a little 67s update in there, which it's been a while, so that's refreshing. We talked about Tyler Boucher for 20 seconds. Very refreshing. That's enough. That's okay, and we're going to end it there. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we hope to see you back again next week. Take care, everybody. See ya.